Once again, good morning. So I have a question that I want us to ponder for a moment. Are we simply members of a church? Are we more than just members? I think when we look at how Jesus sent out his disciples, he did not send them out to simply be members of a new church. He did not send them out to be members to sit in a seat and go about their lives. He sent them off to do more than that. He sent them out to be a community. To be a community of believers. To be a community of the church of Christ. And herein lies the difference between being a member or simply being a member or being part of a community. A member becomes individualistic. It becomes about us and only us. Whereas being part of a community, we are part of something bigger than just us. There's togetherness. It is more special. We are members of gyms. Some of us are members of gyms. And those become ordained. We go to the gym. We work out on our own in our equipments. And then go home. At the gym, we do not gain meaningful relationships most of the time. Most of us don't go to the gym to make friends. We go to better ourselves. Although you can make friends. That's a nice side effect of being in the gym. But that's not the purpose we go. However, being a part of a community is about relationships. They're about meaningful, purposeful relationships. And this is the church. The church is about relationships that shape us, that mold us. Relationships in which we can help shape and mold others. These are the relationships that matter. And this is what being part of a community helps foster. And Jesus had this in mind when he commissioned the disciples, when he sent them out to make disciples of the nations. This is what our baptismal covenant is about. Fostering meaningful relationships. However, sometimes our our communities can show the ugly side of humanity. Sometimes society can permeate in our faith communities, in our church homes. And when this happens, we move from being a community of believers, a community of growing together, of working together, of ministering together. Goes to being merely individual members. People who come to church but do not work together. My brothers and sisters, we are more than that. We are called to rise above the issues of the world, the issues that divide us and not let those define who we are as a community. We are a community of wide ranging views and opinions, just as the disciples of the early church. And those views should not divide us or tear us apart. Yet, we don't have to look far to see communities being broken apart from these divisions. Luckily for us, 
We have laws that were handed down generations ago to teach us how to live in a community. Laws that uphold our communities. Laws that help shape our ways of being in our baptismal covenant. And the Ten Commandments are such laws. And believe it or not, there are some who think that when Jesus came, he did away with the laws. The laws of the old covenant. That his act on the cross rendered those guidelines, which God told the Israelites to keep, who transcribed them on tablets, useless. There are some who think that the summary of the law counteracted the Ten Commandments or overtook them. And then we begin to say that there's, instead of Ten Commandments, just the two. Love your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. Likewise, love your neighbors as yourself. On these two commandments, hang all the law and the prophets. This is not a new law. Merely this is showing how we can live the original law. This is a summary of how we can live out the Ten Commandments. A summary of how we can live in community with one another. And it is quite simple. In our Old Testament reading this morning, we heard the Ten Commandments. The same when we recited the Decalogue. We recited those Ten Commandments. In this message, God was giving the commandments to the people as they were wandering the wilderness. They escaped Egypt and were making their way to the promised land. They've already had some hiccups on the journey. They were arguing with one another and with Moses. They were second guessing why they left Egypt. They doubted. So God gave them the Ten Commandments so that they might make that journey together as one people. The Ten Commandments were given to a group of people learning to live in community with God and with one another. These commandments were given on Mount Sinai from God directly. It was on a mountain where God revealed himself to Moses. Just as I was on the mountain where God revealed the divinity of Jesus to his disciples. And God gave the commandments on a mountain. God addressed the people first by saying what he did for them. He brought them out of Egypt and he is their God. And with that, there are some stipulations. These were the requirements given to the people in order to form a basis for a new relationship with God and with one another. The people were be to be single-minded in their devotion to God. He also gave them stipulations in how to be with each other, giving them guidelines for their social behaviors. And these are important guidelines to them, not just to God. They're so important that they're inscribed on two stones and carried wherever they went. These commandments did not lose importance when Christ came. He just gave us a simple way to follow them and to keep them. The first four laws dealt with honoring God. And our spiritual lives. The final six deals with honoring one another. Honoring our neighbors. 
When Jesus gave us the summary of the law, he gave us a simple blueprint. When we love God, truly love God, we will not curse him. We will not make idols. We will not worship someone else. And then we are able to follow the next summary when we love God, to love our neighbors as ourselves. When we love our neighbors, truly love them, we will not do things to hurt them. When in a community, it is important to have a community based in love, to have a community that helps us grow and nourish our relationships with God. And this is why we need the Ten Commandments and Jesus' summary. When we become part of a beloved community, reconciliation happens. This helps heal divides in our world, helps heal racial, political, social, and economic divides. And this is why we need to be a part of a community, not just members, to work to heal a divided world. This is why we need the commandments. Right now, we need community. Many are longing for community and missing being in community. We are approaching a year of being isolated for many of us from the community we love. And now we are beginning to slowly gather back together, doing different things in our community. It may look a little different right now, As we move more out of the pandemic. But we are gathering back together in community. We are bringing back community in this place. In the months ahead, we will continue to see ministries open back up. We will see more and more people coming back on a Sunday morning. And to you 8 o'clock people, we will see the 8 o'clock service. (laughs) We will begin to feel like a community once again. As we begin to regather, let us regather as a beloved community of Christ's body. Let us regather as beloved brothers and sisters in Christ. Let us continue to mold our community on the foundation of the great commandments we were given. To love God with all our heart and soul and to love our neighbors as ourselves. When we are able to live out the commandments... We live as a community that puts God first. A community that truly walks in love. Let us continue to be that community. Let us model God's love for us and each other. Let us follow God's commandments of living in a community. And when we do that, we are part of a beloved community. Amen.